welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Deer, brought to you by Grandpa Ray Outdoors, owned by Mr. John O'Brien. John's a Midwestern guy. He's around the Madison, Wisconsin area. He's been an agronomist uh, for over 29 years. So he knows seed, he knows soil, and he knows what white-tailed deer need. John has a large seed company, Grandpa Ray Outdoors, but also he's in educating. He's one of the best educators seminar platform speaker uh, communicator for soil water and cover the soil brings the food the water hydrates and the cover keeps them safe so that's what whitetail needs so any questions at all about seed go to grandparayoutdoors.com let's talk deer does receive compensation from grandpa ray outdoors for mentioning them on my show Welcome, folks. This is your host, Bruce Hutchin, and uh, I just got back from Idaho and Wyoming. So I didn't shave for a few days, but anyway, I'm I'm so happy to have John O'Brien. John is the sponsor of Let's Talk Deer podcast, and John's going to talk to us today about um, it's go time and his philosophy on how to get the most yield out of your crops, basic 365 planning so john it's a pleasure to have you on the show and so let's just open it up to you know plant to think ahead yeah grandpa rio doors i mean it's about strategy thinking ahead the opposite of what a lot of people do in the wildlife industry where people just want to sling seed hope it grows hope to see deer where you planted your food plots and again that could be fine but um I've even had this this topic come up today where, and I've had it come up a lot lately, where guys like, God, I had good success with this mix you know, two years ago, and then last year wasn't so well, or I had decent success last year, but it's not so good this year. And again, there's a reason for that. If you don't uh, fertilize your food plots right, and you mine your soil down, and you don't keep your soil healthy, um, you know, you're not going to have long-term success. And so, yes, you could have success. John, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. You you said a term that a lot of people that are listening to this on Facebook Live uh, don't really think about, and it's mining the soil. And and as we go through this, um, we're going to be on Facebook Live for about 10, 15 minutes, but then we're going to have a podcast that's going to cover all these things in depth, and that'll come up uh, in August. But stop right there. Um, and I'm going to take the latitude to stop you when I hear something that most, I'm going to just say most people don't understand why farmers rotate their crops, why farmers put the fertilizer and put the potassium down, put all these things down because they know a certain crop depletes the soil. So take it from there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, every forage uh, depletes, you know, sucks uh, different levels of nutrients based on the actual yield. So, for example, brassica is uh, very misunderstood. I did a little uh, blog about that this sad- last Saturday that generates some interest. And that's why brassicas generally don't do well if guys plant the same mixes year after year in the same spot. You know, besides even the, you know, besides the potential disease issues. Brassicas, they, uh, most people understand it requires a fair amount of nitrogen, but most people do not understand that these brassicas, especially these forage brassicas, have a high requirement for potassium, not quite as high as your alfalfa and your clover. 
numbers, but still with you know, three quarters as much. Um, and also they have a high demand for sulfur and next to nobody, except for most of my customers, uh, put sulfur down on your food plots. So it all comes down to, are you getting average yield a couple ton per acre? Do you get three ton an acre? Are you getting four ton an acre? Because simple math says, if you're doing a really good job and you have really good growth one year and you get double the yield, four ton of yield per acre on those forage brassicas, require it mines, it depletes, it extracts twice as much of the, the NP and the K. So, you know, what it comes down to is very few people really work with guys that truly know how these forages yield, truly know the nutrient levels in these forages. And, and again, there is, it can get more complicated. There's a lot of variables. Mother Nature always comes into play. But it comes down to, in my mind, simply, are you trying to balance, keep things balanced at an optimum level? Are you excess of anything? And can you deplete down a little bit? Or are you like, many food plotters are you low in balance on nutrients so that you're not just trying to get enough groceries and goodies there for optimum growth you're also going to have to add a little extra to rebalance your soils and very few people think about you know adding that extra if need be and in some cases guys don't want to put that three four five hundred pounds of fertilizer down per acre per year to rebalance. And that's where a lot there's a lot of forethought involved on what do you plant? Is it is it a good choice for your own situation, your own budget, and your own management style? Now don't I need to know what I'm starting when this gets back to soil testing. So the thing is goes all the way back to soil testing. You've got to find out what's in your soil before you even start to decide what you're going to buy and what you're going to plant and what you have to add to have it grow. Is that a correct statement? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, more, I think more and more guys, they've heard this, they believe this, you know, they understand that you need good soil pH to make things happen. But that's just part of the equation. You know, part of the equation is, is I'll, I'll give you an extreme. Uh, guys on blow sand, guys on sand growing. I got a couple sand growing research plots. We understand that even if you got the proper pH, you don't have great nutrient holding capacity. We're not able to, uh, when you're fertilizing, we're not able to, when we have these sandier soils, to help keep that nitrogen and our nutrients in the root zone because of leaching and, and things like that. So. You know, there's strategy involved with planting forages that are helping give residue to slowly build organic matter. And so, um, you know, that's why I keep talking and saying, don't just plant for the now. 